You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Everybody, how you doing? This is Joey from Movie Sucktastic doing a solo episode. Glad you could join me. Uh, today we're going to talk about The Golden Child. This is a challenge that Scott gave to me after watching my challenge to him, which was Skinwalkers. And the whole premise of that was uh, the Skinwalkers, the child that was in there, he essentially was... Uh, uh, he was going to save the world. And Scott decided to make his challenge to me in the same theme alone of The Golden Child, which is also another story about how this kid is going to save the world. And Eddie Murphy is the chosen one to go find him and, uh, you know, make sure he doesn't get killed because if he does, then essentially it's hell on earth. So... Uh, th- that is what I'm going to talk about today. Now, um, as far as the movie challenges go, uh, if you guys are are playing along, um, if you're new to the show, the way the challenges work are we're doing basically a six, de- six degrees of separation. Scott likes to say Kevin Bacon. I like to say separation. Um, and, and essentially the way that works is we watch movies or we challenge each other films and they have to connect in some way by either a physical direct connection or where Scott took the theme of skinwalkers and challenged me to the golden child. So for instance, uh, when I'm done with this review, I will challenge Scott and I will let you know how that's connected in some way. All right. So basically what I want to do right now is I want to just take a quick break and you know, essentially, uh, when I come back, we'll we'll get the whole review process started. All right, so sit tight, and uh, I'll take a quick break, and I'll see you when I get back. Joey, do you have time to read these days? I don't. I have a kid. <laughs> Me neither. But you know what? I listen to books. Oh, you do? I download audiobooks at audible.com. There you go. Right now, I'm listening to Shock Value, how a few eccentric outsiders gave us nightmares, conquered Hollywood, and invented modern horror. I think you can get that link from our site, too. Uh, well, not for that, but for Audible. No, yeah. well, the audible.com. Yeah, and you can get that book through audible.com. You go to our website, moviesucktastic.com. You go to the podcast page. And on the lower left-hand corner, there's an audible.com link. Click on that. You get a two-week free uh, trial. And we get a kickback. And we, and, and, and we need it. We don't ask for donations, but this is a good way to keep the show running. This microphone has more tape on it than my balls. (laughs) That's a lot of tape. 
That is quite... You know what? You go, go to audible.com. Audible.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> back and uh you know real quick just to talk about uh you know when i do these episodes i like to throw in a little music coming in and out of breaks and whatnot uh i used to not do that and i think the biggest reason why i did was i was always afraid of not so much getting in trouble but more or less not i guess being approached and saying hey you can't use music but you know what we we offer the show for free we we don't charge any money. Uh, we don't even ask for donations. We 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 ask that you know if you buy a shirt here and there, or if you if you click on the Audible link uh, and you do a two two week free trial, that always that helps the show. Obviously, you know, any advertising that we might have anywhere will always help the show. So you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna put music in there. I'm gonna. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. So. Uh, Aside from that, though, uh, getting back to the Golden Child. Now, I, uh, you know, when Scott challenged this to me, we we talked about it briefly, and even in the episode that he challenged it to me, this is just a real easy review. This is just a real easy episode. I think uh, this is a film from 1987, directed by Michael Ritchie, and. He's actually a seasoned veteran uh, as of a director. Um, he's directed other films such as The Bad News Bears, Fletch, and one of my faves, Digstown. Uh, and I believe that's one of Scott's uh, faves as well. Now, he took this premise in this film, which is essentially Eddie Murphy. Uh, he finds lost children. That's what he does. He runs around mainly California. That's you know, quote-unquote, his jurisdiction. That's where he uh, does all of his work. Uh, and basically, he gets approached by uh, a woman named Ki Nang, who is played by the lovely Charlotte Lewis. She approaches him to find this child and gives him the whole spiel about how if he doesn't, and he's killed, and hell on earth, and all that stuff, and Eddie Murphy jokingly says, well, we're almost there already. Well, anyway, uh, it's directed by him. It's written by a Dennis Feldman, whose most, in my opinion, notable writing and directing uh, attribute is a film called Real Men with uh, John Ritter and John Belushi. I'm sorry, Jim Belushi. And uh, he, that, you know, that's one of my all time favorite 80s films. It, it really is. So 
he he's a seasoned writer. He's written here. I'll tell you exactly. He's written other films such as Just One of the Guys, which is that '80s film where the the girl she's a writer and she's not having her work taken seriously because she's a girl. So that's what she thinks. So what she does is she sneaks back into high school, dresses up like a guy, and essentially falls in love with the lead character from that. So he wrote that. Again, it's another 80s film. Not a bad movie, but not a great film. I remember seeing that in the theater in 1985 when I was nine years old. Now, when you're nine and you get to see Full Frontal at the end of the film, I'm not going to complain. So uh, then he went on to, to write The Golden Child. He wrote and directed Real Men. And then he wrote Species, Species 2. Then Scott's Challenge, which I'll announce later, and Species 3, which was straight to video. And that's the last thing he's written. So it doesn't have any information if he's alive or dead. It's just that the last thing he wrote was Species 3 in 19, um, sorry, in 2004. So, uh, but you know what? Uh, I'm going to play the trailer for you. And then when we get back from that, we'll, we'll tie this up in a nice little bow. All right. Here's a trailer. Eddie Murphy is back. But this time, he's looking for a missing child, a golden child. This child is special, Mr. Giraud. His destiny is to save the world. And it's your destiny to seek some serious psychiatric help. Okay, may I ask you boys a couple of questions? By the time he finds you, it will be too late. <coughs> hey, hey, hey! In my pocket, it's a whole thing of Tic Tacs. Take as many as you like. Please. I could destroy you. Just like that. Just like that. You're wonderful. Nobody be alone. I'm Ma'am Chandler Gerald, American stolen artifacts finders of America. He's irresponsible. A bed? Is that a bed? He's a careless, thoughtless, undisciplined fool. I should be punished. I should be purged. I should be flogged. You are the chosen one. You will find a child. Well, I do my best. <laughs> I'm so afraid of the dark, too. <laughs> I really don't like your attitude. You know, this is a nice jacket. It's a Morris Day feel, and it looks good on you. And the boots, smoking. He's got a firm grip on reality. Where he's going, he'll need it. How'd you do that? What was that with the flip? You must carry this glass of water without spilling a drop. Who are you, Monty Hall now? Eddie Murphy is the chosen one. Well, how many people have survived this test? None. None! The golden child. None! Not a bad trailer. I mean, it's your standard 80s. Uh, you know what? Just looking at my notes here. Uh, from when the film first opens up, to pretty much the end of the movie, the first thing that you get is just 80s music, like real 80s music. Uh, it's very reminiscent of Big Trouble in Little China and Beverly Hills Cop, if you can buy that. Uh, I looked at the composer who did the music, and he didn't do either film, either of those films, I should say. So this is just strictly him going down an 80s path for music and just sticking to it. So... You know, it's, I mean, what could I really say? There's not much to say 
there isn't really much to say about this film. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great movie. Um, it really isn't. But it's not really a bad film either. I grew up with this movie, as a lot of other people did as well. I know Scott did. Uh, it's, it's This is a really hard review for me to to do, only in the essence of that I like it. I still do like it, even after watching it and all of its faults. Uh, things like... Here, here's a few faults for you. Um... There's like this Axel Foley montage when he's driving around the city, just Eddie Murphy just looking to the side, and then you get like a glance of him laughing, and they have the Axel Foley, Beverly Hills cop-type music. I I mean, things like that. Um, It just, it's not enough for me to to, to give it, let's say, give it a bad review. Um, But, I mean, what are you going to do? It's a sign of the times. It's not one of those films that's going to live on through the test of time. You're going to watch this film, say now, 25 years later, and you're going to have a lot of problems with it. And then, say, 25 years from now, you're going to have just as many, possibly more. But it's... it's. I don't know really what else to say other than just taking you through the movie step by step. And I guess I could do that, but... I, I, I find it to be kind of boring, to, to be honest. I, I, I really do. But um, there's, there's certain things that in the film that I, that I do like. Like when I was a kid, there's this whole Pepsi Cola can scene where the little, the little golden child kid, he takes a Pepsi can and it's all stop motion animation. Uh, but he crushes this can and just makes it into a little man and the little man does uh, a little dance with a matchstick and it's a whole putting on the ritz uh, music in the background and then the little can gets crushed by you know numsy uh, as eddie murphy would call him in the movie but things like that yeah you look at it now and it's shitty <laughs> it doesn't look good at all but because of the n- nostalgic factor to it you you don't mind it you, you kind of look at it and and you say yeah it's it's not it's not very good but i'm i'm not going to shit on it because it's from my childhood uh if some like let's here's a perfect example when my son sees this movie for the first time he'll probably hate it because when he's old enough to understand things like plot and acting and uh, pl- uh structure uh things like that he'll probably just not think it's a very good film. But a film that he'll see when he's 10, whatever that is, when he's my age or even younger, say he's 20s, he'll absolutely, it'll get a pass. Like Golden Ch- the Golden Child is getting a pass from me right now. So, you know, it's things like that uh, that, really, that really push you in a direction of, you know, it's terrible. I acknowledge that it's terrible, but I, I like it. I still do. Uh, it, I, I just, I do. So, there is one other thing, though. Well, actually, there, there's more than one thing. But uh, there's a scene in the movie where he's, he breaks into this house, and <laughs> they're they're just playing hair metal, and of course it's, and and hair metal, is, probably the weakest metal there is. Don't get me wrong, I I don't hate hair metal. I I do like some of it. 
again, that's from my childhood as well. But I find it funny that they use used hair metal to just illustrate how how bad these guys are these biker guys and they there's this girl uh, uh i forget her first name but it was something mosley they sell her to get the blood to put in the food that the golden child has to eat to make him mortal so they can kill him and eric douglas who later died of uh, of an od which he's uh, kirk douglas's son michael douglas's half brother uh, looks just like Kirk Douglas and Michael Douglas. I mean, there's no, there's no way you you could say, oh, they doesn't even really look like him, even though he's a half brother and from a different mother. Doesn't matter. Looks very, very much like you recognize him. Is what I'm getting at. Well, anyway, uh, I, I find I found that scene kind of kind of silly that they would take hair metal and just make it because there's way, way more music that is way harder that could really have been used in this scene to just really illustrate how bad these guys are. And what it really did was it just showed how what they're just a bunch of bumbling idiots, you know, stumbling over themselves, trying to stop Eddie Murphy. And then, um, key Nang, she comes in and she kicks like two guys asses and frees Eddie Murphy. And then of course they have to, they have to show Eddie Murphy kicking like five guys asses to, you know, just prove that, yeah, he got caught, but he's still tough. So, uh, it's, it's things like that, that I guess you could really harp on. But again, like the movie, um, I'm just, I'm just trying to give you a, a concise, uh, and very thorough, uh, review, uh, as much as I can without just going on and on and on about how much I, I liked it. But I, I kind of have to, uh, give you a review cause it was challenged to me. Um, oh, there is one other thing. There is one other thing. There's a fight scene later on in in the movie during the dream sequence, which is terrible, by the way. Uh, they keep going over to a um, a studio audience for Eddie Murphy's jokes, which the problem with Eddie Murphy, especially in the '80s, is he's kind of he's the same character. He could have easily have been Axel Foley in this movie. Uh, or as easily have been his character, um, what was his name in this movie? It was Chandler Jarrell or Jarrell, Jarrell, Gerald. Well, anyway, that's it. That's Eddie Murphy's biggest problem throughout his entire career. It wasn't until, and I hate to even say it, but it wasn't until Dreamgirls where he, you know, he's kind of the same person in every movie. And that's... That's a fault of movies being written specifically for him. And Golden Child is no exception. That is, in the, the, the 80s and in a part of the 80s where he essentially had done Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop 2, and The Golden Child, all within the same time frame. Literally within a three-year period. So to break out of that mold... He didn't do it, in my opinion, he didn't do it until about five years ago when he got nominated for uh, Dreamgirls, which then, in my opinion, crushed his any chance of winning that Oscar because Norbit came out in February, literally 
literally, I believe, a month before the Oscars uh, hit or they were, you know, they were announced. And I, I really do believe that he sh- probably could have won that Oscar. And and I just wonder if the studio that released Norbit, and again, I mean, it's all speculation that he lost it because of Norbit, but it kind of reminded him, I guess, everyone that, wow, this Eddie Murphy is dressing up as like five different people in a movie, and it's terrible. Um Oh, and by the way, that isn't your movie challenge, Scott. I almost challenged you to it, uh, but I, I didn't. I didn't want to. I'll get more into that when uh, when I actually announce it after I'm done with this review. But w- actually, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. Uh, it's ve- it's very easy to do when you, when you do a, a podcast like this to get sidetracked. Um, where I was actually going with that is the fight scene during the terrible dream sequence is that there are hooked swords, a la the terrible game, which later became Jim Cotta, which Scott is reading uh, in our podcasts, which is, is actually fun to listen to because the book, the differences between the book and the movie are huge. From what I've only heard, two chapters or two s- segments, and it's just huge, huge difference. Um but yeah, there's a hook. There's hooked uh, swords in there, Scott. I, I don't know if you noticed that, but it's uh, it's very much like the swords that are that are being described in uh, the terrible game. Um, you know, there there's other inconsistencies, like when he goes to uh, he goes to the woman behind uh, the changing. I guess it's like a like a changing. Not a changing, well, I'm going to say changing table. That's <laughs> baby on my mind. Uh, no, it's, um, she's behind like, uh, essentially, it's uh, like a three-piece, holy fuck, <laughs> where am I going with this? <laughs> I keep saying, cha- it's, a, it's a goddamn privacy screen, holy shit. Uh, sorry about that, people. Uh, well, anyway, she's behind there, and you just see her silhouette moving around, and you hear, like, a rattler, so you, you're, the whole time you're thinking, oh, she's she a snake? Uh, does she have snakes in there? Um, and then she gives Eddie Murphy, like, advice throughout the film, because they go there and ask her questions, and, uh, you gotta go get this knife, or, you know, you have to save the golden child, you're the chosen one, and all that shit. Well, basically, the, <laughs> he basically asks her this. Uh, she tells him to go get this knife and she says, you have to get this knife. It is the only way to save the child. And he says, well, how am I supposed to pull that off? And they just show a shot of her smoking the cigarette, blowing the smoke. And then it's just that for like two, three seconds. And you just get this feeling that there's supposed to be something else after that. And nothing happens. They just go to the next scene where they talk about, okay, we're going to go get this knife and it's to bed and it's cold and, uh, okay, let's go. Let's just go do that. And it's like little things like that, that make it inconsistent. Uh, like when he's actually in Tibet and he's talking about how cold it is and he's like dressed to the tilt with just layers upon layers upon layers and everybody there is dressed like it's springtime. If you look, if you really look around them walking around Tibet, people are looking out windows wearing T-shirts or light jackets. If you look at them walking around the city, uh, people begging on the streets there, you would swear that it's, you know, springtime, 70 degrees, 65 degrees, 
uh, beautiful, sunny skies, things like that. And if they were going to, and again, if they're going to do things like that, uh, you would think everyone would be dressed the same way. Now, again, they're poor. They're, they're arguing. And again, this is this is me liking the movie. I can totally take into, into account that, okay, maybe they're poor. They can't afford layers of clothes to stay warm. That's why they're begging on the street. Uh, windows are open because maybe they don't have windows because it didn't really look like they could have closed them. Uh, I'm rambling now. Uh, I'm just, I'm rambling, and I apologize for that. Um, I don't know. What else do we have here? Uh, you have basically the climax of the film. If you haven't seen The Golden Child, you don't. Let's put it this way. Here comes a spoiler. If you've never seen it, you can turn away right now, and that's that's fine. But you can see the ending. The movie is completely set up. It is one of the simplest plots you can get. Eddie Murphy finds children. Child goes missing. They hire Eddie Murphy to get the child. Eddie Murphy has to get the knife to save the child. Numsy wants the knife to kill the child because the child will not eat the blood in the food to kill him because he'll become mortal. Eddie Murphy's girl, uh, who essentially uh, gets killed, she gets killed. Then he goes and he uh, finds the child. Numsy actually is a demon, which you, you saw that coming. Um, then Eddie Murphy kills Numsy with the dagger. Again, complete setup, waiting for that to happen. Completely predictable. Then the golden child brings back key nang back to life which and then the movie ends that's it you cannot get a much simpler plot than that hell is avoided on earth done the end so um you, you you're not going to get a simpler plot than that you just you're not and to be honest i prefer that this type of film don't make things complicated Make it as easy as possible. Uh, there, there is a time and a place to make movies, like, to make them complicated, but to the point of enjoyable, where you feel like you're part of everything that's going on. A movie like this, it's essentially what they've dubbed a dramedy, uh, where it's a comedy with elements of drama in it. It's there's a ton of movies going into the 80s and into the early 90s that used this exact uh, setup, um, this exact structure. Uh, you know, there's another movie called uh, Cuffs with Christian Slater. Exact, same thing. It's a comedy with a lot of elements of drama and even action. So it just that's the way these movies were kind of done in the 80s. And if you're not a child of the 80s, you may you know you may not be as forgiving as myself so you know th that's essentially my review for the golden child i got nothing else to say about it other than i liked it um it was never really this one was i don't think ever really intended to hurt me scott and i we essentially talked about that already it's just a fun movie uh you take all the faults for what it's worth and you just you'll enjoy it that's and if you don't then you don't. What else can I say about it? But uh, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to announce Scott's challenge. 
and uh, I'll end the show and do some voicemails because we got a couple of voicemails this week. All right, so hold on, and I will be right back. Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. part of the show where uh we you know what i think i'm gonna do the voicemails first um just to because depending on you know what questions get asked and 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 things like that uh it it could take some time so i'm gonna play uh the first voicemail i have it right here and uh let's see it it's it's uh it says it's a minute and a half long all right so all right here we go First voicemail. Here we go. Hello, this is Nick with SearchEngineSetup.com. I'm calling in regards to all your right. new website. Uh, uh, what we do here is monitor we just, the website. All right, I'm going to stop that right there. Uh, we, we, we just got the voicemail, so that was obviously an advertisement. Uh, I just made a moviesucktastic.net, and it just got registered. And the only reason I did that was if you happen to find .net, or moviesucktastic.com, it goes to the same place. It's just so that we can be in more than one place at the same time for whatever link you may find. So that's all that was. Uh, all right, let's move on to the second voicemail. Hello, this is Nick with searchingsetup.com. Oh, it's I'm the same in people. To your new website. This will be my final attempt uh-huh. to contact you in regards to this. Uh, what we do oh, here is stop monitor it right the there. Well, thank God that's going to be the last time he contacts us, which is bullshit. Anyway, uh, so, okay, voicemail was a bust. Uh, <laughs> no voicemails this week, if you really think about it. Uh, you know what? If you want to leave us voicemail, call us at 908 514 4470 and leave us some voicemail. If you want to uh, talk about the golden child or if you want to talk about any of the films that we've reviewed or if you want to suggest bad movies for us to review it doesn't matter call us about anything and we'll play it and we'll talk about it and uh you know we want to be as open and we want to invite as many people in as we can because this is a lot of fun that's why we do it so if you want to email us it's the movie guys at moviesucktastic.com and you can get all of that from the website 
Uh, you can actually email us directly from the website. So if you didn't want to go into your email and you just wanted to use our uh, email form, you can do that. And there's a whole drop down of things you can choose from anything from uh, submitting your own reviews that we'll read on the show to suggesting a bad film to uh, suggestions and comments and things like that. So, all right. Now that we're done with that, this is the part of the show where I give Scott his movie challenge. And this isn't going to take very long. Um, now, I was going to challenge Scott to Norbit, which is a, it's just an atrocious Eddie Murphy film where he plays Norbit and his significant other in the movie is this huge giant of, of a woman uh, who bosses him around and is mean to him. And, of course, is also played by Eddie Murphy. Uh, I was going to challenge Scott to that, but I just, I kind of thought it was too easy, you know, I, I, I kind of thought it was too easy and the, I didn't want him to laugh at all. And I'm sure there's going to be some elements of laughter in that. So I thought it was kind of easy and I didn't want to go that way. Uh, and then I looked at the director, um, and again, he's directed some of my favorite films like The Bad News Bears and Fletch and Digstown. And yeah, there could have, you know, he, I almost challenged him to Cops and Robertsons, which is the Chevy Chase Jack Palance film from 1984, which I don't remember absolutely hating. It it just wasn't good enough. He He's actually a decent enough director to have made a decent amount of good films over his career. So that kind of left me with the writer, okay? And the the writer again, his name is Dennis Feldman. Now his again, his only shining moment to me was writing and directing a, a little film called Real Men. And if you haven't seen that, you should because that's just a fun '80s film as well. Uh, Jim Belushi and John Ritter, and John Ritter he plays like this little wimp weakling, and Jim Belushi comes to him. And basically tells him he's a super agent. And throughout the entire film, he gets more confidence throughout the entire film. And, and then near the end of the film, he pretty much believes that he's this super agent. And he's just confident. And it's just a fun movie. It's just a real fun movie. But Dennis Feldman, he wrote the 1999 completely terrible film called Virus with Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Sutherland. Now, that one was actually a Bad Movie Day nomination back in 2009. We uh, we do this thing every year, and we're going to do it again. We, we do it in my backyard. It's a bit, huge barbecue. We invite a ton of people over, and then we have five nominations, five movies that everyone gets to vote on, and then I will show that movie for all of my guests in my backyard. And it's a great time, and everyone has a blast, and it's just it's just a lot of fun. So uh, th this movie was a nomination for that year. We actually didn't watch it. We actually ended up watching uh, Eliminators, and we also watched uh, The Return of the Living Dead Part 2. So this isn't by far one of the worst movies ever made, but it's pretty fucking bad. And that is your challenge, Scott. So enjoy Virus, and I'm very much looking forward to hearing about it in the next episode. So to end the show, just be sure to go to moviesucktastic.com 
You can listen to any of our shows there. You can listen to any of our shows on Stitcher now, which is an application that you would put on your Android phone or your iPhone or iPad, or if you have it in your vehicle, if you have Ford or GM, they are putting those in their vehicles now, Sono Systems. Uh, you can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Give us voicemail, 908-514-4470. Also, give us reviews on iTunes. We need those people. Uh, the more reviews we get, the more people we can connect with. Uh, just make sure that you go ahead and do that. If you're already there, just give us a quick review. It's all we ask. And, of course, make sure that you find us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, we and join our lunch.com community. Write your own reviews. Send them to us. We'll read them on the show. All right? So that is all. I am Joey. I will catch you guys later. And you guys have a good one. Take it easy.